Thank you, Jesus. I'm just here to encourage us this morning to make room for the King. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and let the King of glory come in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm Janet, I was Janet Balcom, I'm now Janet Curl. Beautiful Ray Curl um, took up the challenge on uh, about three years ago, brave man. <laughs> so that was a shock because I've been Janet Balcom my whole life, which is quite long now. Anyway, thank you. Um, so I'm from Ruawai and um, I was brought up in a good family and um, had no re- real excuse for totally going off the rails and becoming a wild um, drug addict and outlaw. <laughs> But it happened anyway. So um, actually, there was a reason, and that was um, betrayal. That was a betrayal trauma that happened to me um, when I was at school. So that did the damage. I believed the lies um, that the enemy of my soul was speaking into my life. I believed that I was nothing and no one, and I had no purpose. Uh, I was lost. And so I looked to everybody and everything else to find my purpose and my reason. Um, And I looked to um, um, alcohol and marijuana and methamphetamine, amongst other things, um, toxic relationships, a whole lot of relationships, just to um, dull the pain, uh, to medicate with. But um, that didn't work. Things got worse and worse and worse. Long story short, the guy that I was with for 11 years ended up becoming a meth cook for about um, for a few years at the end of the, our time together. He was cooking for two large um, Auckland gangs. And um, I, I finally came to the end of my road um, one day and realised that I was blowing it big time. So I called out to the Lord and said, if you're real, you had better show up now, otherwise I'm done. And by this stage I had a little boy, and so it wasn't just about me anymore. I had somebody that was, I was responsible for, and I was really feeling that. And that was the only way that God could get my attention because I totally didn't care about myself. So he was faithful, he heard my cry, he rescued me. Yeah. Um, I came into it thinking, oh, Mamby Pamby, love, joy, peace, what the heck is that going to do for me? I was so broken. It took two years to uh, become well enough to go, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. What now? How do I start life from scratch, from ground zero when everything's gone? So he was, he was faithful, and we just started at the start, and we worked from there. And that was about uh, 16 years ago now. He told me to write a book. Of um, He said, go forth and tell the nations what I have done. Tell of all my wonderful acts. So 10 years later, this book was born, The Wild Side, which tells of all his wonderful acts. And I found out through experience that Jesus is no mamby-pamby, measly little God. That's where 
the power is. Um, I've since written another um, book, which Ginny... Oh, Ginny, you'll be in the second one, won't you? Radical Lives, yeah, volume two. Um, and this is actually an, a collection of um, 15 incredible stories of how uh, God is glorified through his people, how awesome our God is. Um, Radical Lives. So a, a few months ago, I was heading back to Railway after climbing my mountain, and I come around the corner of... Um, this, this, this big, these paddocks on both sides, big sweeping corner, and I had a vision, um, and it was, I could see the people of God in the paddocks, and they, they were mixed in with um, animals, they were sitting down, uh, the people were sitting down, some of the animals were standing up, the animals were looking up, and I was, I, I was very, very aware that it was the breath before the trumpet blows. And it was that split-second moment before Jesus is, himself is coming back. I got up to go, Jesus is here! <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't get it out because I was overcome by the power of his love and his glory and I was bent over double, weeping, as I do. Um, I had noticed, though, before I was incapacitated, that the animals knew. They were already clicked in to the Spirit of God. They were already waiting, and they were ready, and they were up. And there were some people that were as well, but not that many. They were sitting down, they were talking to each other and loving each other and having a chat and all that stuff, but they weren't awake. But they were there. They were in the kingdom of God. For me, it was to bring my focus back sharply to the reason. Jesus. Jesus is coming, and he's coming not that far away. We've got a little while yet, but not that long. 1 Thessalonians 4.16-17 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. So I encourage you with that today. Let us not forget Time is short. I had to ask myself, am I awake? Am I ready for what God wants me to do? Am I, am I ready for what he wants to do in and through me? Am I doing what God wants? There's been a shift in the spirit recently. I'm sure that you are aware. There's been an acceleration now. We're into a new season and there's an acceleration on what God is doing. He's breathing on his purposes. He's anointing his people with new mantles and new um, anointings. A call has gone out. The walker is moving. We know it. At church a few weeks ago, 
three beautiful Māori ladies kārangad one after the other. That has not happened in our church that I remember. And then again, I was overcome with an intercessory uh, wailing or crying, a burden, and I was again bent double weeping um, and unable to stand in the presence and the glory of God. And then after that, one of the ladies said, she saw the waka come into church. She saw it. She looked up and she saw the front and it was huge and it was there. And I said, was that when I started crying? And she goes, yes, it was. <laughs> I'm very, very, very aware that I, I need to be in exactly where Jesus wants me to be, doing what he wants me to be doing right now. I don't want to miss the, the job that God's got for me to do, and I'm sure he doesn't, you don't want that as well. So I purposed in my heart to try and let go of the things that I've been struggling with that have been holding me back from the past. But I'd become discouraged in that because it's not easy, is it? I just couldn't seem to push through to a new level. I couldn't seem to let go of the, the bad fruit. I seemed to always be just, having, just struggling with the same old things. And then one day, not that long ago, Ray and I went to a healing trauma seminar down in Auckland, run by Selma Kirsten, yeah, Sandra Kirsten from Elijah House Ministries. And I went to learn so I could help others. But as I sat under her teaching, the anointing is so strong under her ministry that the Lord just kept showing me videos of things in my life that were entry points for foundational trauma and damage. Um, they were just, one of them was a weird, a random thing, like, um, I used, I saw myself, like, he played it three times, he has to do that for me to get it, if he just plays it once, I, I just go, oh, that was random. <laughs> so, the second or the third time, I go, okay, he's showing me something. <laughs> so I paid attention. And he showed me, me as a teenager, screaming at my mother, I didn't ask to be born. And I used to say that all the time. And she just didn't know what to do with that. It's not something you want to hear from your, your daughter. Um, I knew I had to go up for prayer, so as um, I told Sandra, I went up and I... Uh, and it just burst out of me. She goes, what would you like prayer for? And I said... I didn't want to be born. <laughs> and I was crying my head off. And it, oh my gosh. Um, but she understood. She said, why do you think that is? And I didn't know. I had no idea. But the Lord is the one who knows. And he's the one who heals and he works through us. He gave me the information I needed and it came straight out of my mouth. Generational conflict and unresolved grief. Generational unresolved grief. And she said, oh, you're a burden bearer. 
And I didn't know what that meant. I'd never heard that phrase before, but it resonated with me, and I said, yes. Um, I'm extra sensitive to conflict and people's problems, and I couldn't face the weight of it in the womb. Never mind being born into, into that. So the thing is, when we're, when we're in the womb, there is a part of our brains which is very, very well developed already before we're born, and that's called the amygdala. So by the time we are two years old, the amygdala is fully developed. That is the place in the brain that is the emotional memory center. It stores emotional memory. So when we are in the womb, we are storing emotional memory and we are hardwiring it into our spirits. It's becoming hardwired into our brains because it's not being processed in a, in a, in a, a way that God can heal. So what happens in the womb and what happens as children matters. Sandra cut off the generational conflict and unresolved grief and prayed for the healing. Um, she, she prayed for healing for the trauma in the womb. She prayed for my mind to be healed of the memories of the trauma of not wanting to be born and not wanting to be born. I had unconsciously given my heart a command. I, I didn't want to live. I didn't want to be born. And my heart knew that. All my life, I never wanted to get out of bed. That's a horrible way to feel. People with depression know what that's like. I asked forgiveness for not wanting to be born. Sandra said to put my hand on my heart and give it a command. Give it permission to step into life and live. She recommended the, the book called the, the Mysteries of Spiritual Sensitivity by Carol A. Brown, which, for those burden bearers out there, that explains what that's all about, why you are super sensitive, super sensitive as you are, and how to live with it, and how to burden bear correctly. We're not supposed to burden bear at all, are we? <laughs> Jesus is the burden bearer. So now it's a pretty simple, easy process. See the problem, give it straight to him. Now I have a choice when I'm battling through strongholds and old patterns of thinking. I'm no longer a puppet to the bad fruit of past trauma and my sinful responses to it. It's still a struggle but at least now it's one that I can win as I'm reprogramming my mind and my um, patterns of thinking and the old strongholds are coming down. Now I have a choice. I'm not a puppet. To choose fear or faith. The choice that we all have. Choose fear or faith. Choose one. Whatever is not of faith is sin. But, you know... Um, God can do everything with a mustard seed of faith. Everything, anything, all things. Um, Sandra Selma Kirsten said when, um, at the beginning of her teaching um, series, Healing Trauma, that she had a vision one day 
and she, it was so real that she actually ducked. It was a big wave, coming, a big black ugly wave coming over and smashing on her. And she ducked, it was so real. And then she said, Lord, what was that? And, and he said, it's a wave of trauma coming upon the earth. And she said, oh, um, is it Hurricane Katrina? When Hurricane Katrina happened. And he said, no. And then the tsunamis happened and, and, and she said, Lord, is the wave of trauma coming on the earth, is that the tsunamis? And he said, no. We haven't seen anything yet. It's time to prepare and be prepared. It's time to get healed and get trained to help others. This is our window of opportunity. This is the breath before the trumpet blows. Um, Sandra also pointed out that, you know, we all heard that scripture, Jesus stands at the door and knocks, and anyone who opens the door, he will come in and he will eat with them. Well, he was speaking to the church. Um, so I'm just here to ask us today, have we let him in? Um, today's a good day, if you haven't. Today is the day of salvation. If you have let him in, have you let him into all the rooms of your heart? The basement, the one where all the rubbish is, that one little door that's been too hard, or that you don't even know is there. He's here to heal you and to open that door with you and to sort through the rubbish together in his timing and in his way. So let's make room for the king. Psalm 34, 17 to 19. Says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears. He delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Isaiah 61, verses 1 to 4. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on us when we are in Christ, because the Lord has anointed us to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent us to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a garment of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendour. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Those ones who come to your oasis, Let's make every day count, because every day is counted. 
and leave a godly legacy.